Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. You're listening to Money FM's Morning Shot. I'm Lin Lee. The Singapore Parliament has just passed amendments to the Maintenance of Parents Act as part of efforts to strike a better balance in strengthening provisions for parents while introducing measures to prevent its misuse. Now, under the latest changes, parents who abused, abandoned or neglected their children will not be able to seek monetary support from them. They'll have to seek permission from the Tribunal for the Maintenance of Parents before proceeding with their claims to avoid putting victims through undue distress. Now, all these changes follow recommendations by a work group formed in 2022 to review the Act. For more insights, we are joined now by the work group lead, Xia Kimping, who is also chairperson of the Government Parliamentary Committee for Social and Family Development. Welcome to the show, Mr. Xia. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, a survey that your work group commission found that it's clear that family values remain strong among the majority of Singaporeans. So, why is there a need for these amendments at this point in time? Well, first, indeed, the, our survey showed that, you know, majority of Singaporeans, uh, they do value family ties and that it remains strong amongst the majority, majority of Singaporeans. But as you know, majority is not the same as all. And therefore, you know, for those, the minority of families, whether it's uh, parents or children that are affected, I think this act matters to them. So one key amendment is that parents with records of abandonment, abuse or neglect against their child will now have to first seek the permission of the tribunal before proceeding with their claim. Based on feedback that you got during the review, how frequently do such cases happen? Well, as part of our review, we have been talking to many different stakeholders and as we talk to the commissioner of the the office as well as the tribunal uh, of maintenance of parents, they told us that, you know, uh, from the commissioner's side, there's about a quarter of all cases and in the case of the tribunal of maintenance of parents, about one third of all cases. It would involve people who, who allege that they, they've been, there's abandonment, there's abuse, mm-hmm. or they are neglected by their, their parent when they were young. So these are not small numbers. And, you know, and as we talk to them, push us to say that this indeed is one important gap that we should address. How challenging is it for the children involved in such cases to handle the matter prior to the changes? Because we are talking about um, elderly 60 years old and above, right? Well, it, there's no age barrier. It could be any. It doesn't mean you need to be more than 60. But the process itself, before we push for this key amendment, is that it really causes a lot of undue stresses to these children because, you know, for many of them who had unfortunately gone through these experiences, you know, just having to relieve all this is exactly, very traumatic. Exactly. There were four key amendments, but mm-hmm. the one very key one was in making sure that with this amendment, parents who have had such records, they now need to inform the tribunal before the tribunal allows this application to proceed. So, so that that really is to have in place this measure so that you know it's very blatant, mm. and there are already cases such records. We don't want to subject the children to this. I, I've said in some of these uh, tribunals uh, to observe and just looking there, hearing, you know, you, you can feel the pain and the stresses that you know the children are subject to. This is totally unnecessary. Beyond what's already available, what additional support systems do you feel could potentially be put in place to monitor and ensure that the welfare of affected children are being taken care of? 
I think obviously there are many government schemes that address some of these things. But another key amendment which we also put forth is this non-monetary orders that now the tribunal will be empowered to make mm. as well. We do also know, having done this review, that there are many instances where children are concerned that you know the maintenance they give to their parents, for example. Some of them will use this maintenance and because unfortunately they have some gambling habits or that you know they bitter away the money that, that's given to them. So right now, where in the past it was all monetary orders, now uh, there is this element of non-monetary orders. Mm. By going through this, hopefully you know things will improve and that the children would then be more willing to provide the maintenance to their parents. And I'm also hopeful that through this, maybe ties between families would at least directionally move closer rather than further Mm, apart. Of course, on the flip side, we are also looking at the neglected elderly parents as well. Many different permutations here. For example, parents who've lost contact with their children, welfare homes unable to get their children to give maintenance or persuade the parent to apply for maintenance under the MPA. If all that is already so challenging, to what extent then will a so-called softer approach, which is to get the children to attend conciliation at the commissioner's office to discuss care arrangements for their parents, work? Well, uh, actually, this conciliation first approach was first passed when I also led another work group 12 years ago mm-hmm. to do this review. And in fact, the conciliation approach, which was passed in Parliament 12 years ago, has actually worked and helped brought down the number of cases that the tribunal had to face quite significantly. And the conciliation of first approach is, a, I would say, a cornerstone of the Maintenance of Parents mm-hmm. Act. I think, as you know, you know, if you can avoid going to the tribunal, you want that because the tribunal is not a forum where you are likely to uh, improve ties. By the time it reaches there, it's usually in quite bad shape. So where we can, I think we want to uh, have more conciliation. And likewise, in one of the amendments that we put forth here, the commissioner with the new tools that he or she has, uh, would be able to hopefully initiate some discussion, perhaps of a child who unfortunately his or her parent is in a destitute home. That, that could be, again, initiate some form of uh, contact, some form of discussion, and through it, hopefully it would again lead to a better outcome than what it is right now. Okay, before we let you go, you were talking about how mending family ties, um, you know, it actually requires us to go beyond money, but beyond legal recourse, what social gaps specifically do you feel need to be plugged? In fact, quite a lot of MPs who spoke also suggested that, and I fully agree with them, that you know a lot of these things, we should also go upstream. It's all about values. It's all about, you could say, education. And it's also about how families bring their children up in the first instance. And if we can really do that, and we should do that, you know, I think DPM Lawrence Wong's a call that we need to continually refresh and strengthen our social contact. I think and having children at the centre of it all and families as a basic building block. I think this is something that this government, certainly I'm, I'm party to it, mm-hmm. I think we strongly believe in. And likewise for all the MPs that spoke and were in my work group, I think this is something that uh, we have strong conviction and we do want to do our best to, number one, take care of uh, the elderly in our midst. 
ensuring they're not left behind. At the same time, do what we can to improve and build harmony in families and in our community. Appreciate your insights and your time this morning. Thank you very much. We've been speaking with Sia Kenpeng, Chairperson of the Government Parliamentary Committee for Social and Family Development. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.